Hello. You are listening to The Red Line on the Ink and Virtue Network. Episode 13, Zera. The gun, nearly useless against organics, save for, I feel the heft of it in my hands. My breath is ragged, and my movements labored. My foot has gone from fracture to, we must surely be broken. Chest heaving, I finally come to my destination. A rocky outcropping just above the false door. Wiping the sweat from my brow, I try to ignore that I am only vaguely aware of sensations in my left hand. I'm dying, and yet there's still hope, for both of us. Miraculously, for the first time since my arrival on this forsaken rock ball, the rain has died, though the clouds still cloister the sky. Below, the girl approaches the X marked by the guide, wearing my jacket and backpack. The hood is pulled high, obscuring her face. I swallow. One shot. The moment reminds me of what it feels like to toe the line. The dangle between cowardice and the anticipation of pain. If I were anyone else, my heart would have raced. My vitals should have spiked. But discomfort? Fear? Those were my friends. Or rather, I have courted them so many times that this is perceptibly no different to my body. Box breaths. One, two, three, four, four, three, two, one. Go time. One more good hit in. He pulls out a vibra blade, a shitting hand and a half sword, with three thin pieces of metal so sharp they could cut with just a touch. Scariest part is that it vibrates at such a high frequency. Military grades are known to slice through metal like butter. And this, this is shitting military grade. grab the nub of my hand, a fountain of blood bubbling from my veins. I scream again, but not from the pain. That shit hasn't hit yet, but rather the horror of what I'm seeing. The guide stalks towards me, kicking my gun down the hillside. His face is a snarling cauldron of scorn and gloating. Raising his blade, he prepares to take my head off my shoulders. This is the end. The hell? We both blink in shock. The man staggers back, his blade knocked from his hand, 
a look of surprise on his hairless face. His shirt is torn open, an array of green bacteria eating at the clothes. We both look down the hill. Fear clutches my heart and triumph fizz. Nice try, the man crows. But that shit only works on drones. And then I hit him. Or rather, I push him with every bit of strength still left in my body. I go head over heels, tumbling down the steep hillside, briars snagging at my clothes, rocks cutting me open. And yet, I'm alive. Lith hands grab me, and were it not for the state of my being, I would have struck, but I had nothing left. The one grabbing me isn't who I suspect, but the girl. She throws herself against my chest, and through a thick slur, I ask, where, where is he? My gaze is drawn upward, guided by the point of her hand. There he is, impaled, lifeless on his blade. Oh, the sight is sickening. His blood, bile, and globs of flesh thrown wild as if by a great blender. Pressing my hand into the girl's hair, I find my feet. Wait here. There. Calling the girl, I tell her not to look at him. Taking her by the hand, pulling her close, I lead her into the dark of the open tunnel, the way to our freedom. You saved me, I say. You're hurt, she whimpers, pulling me closer. There's something in the bag for this sort of thing. Where's that switch? Here, I don't have the strength to press it. What now? Where will we go? Away. Into hiding. We'll have to change our appearance, of course. But you told me we have nothing, no money. I raise my hand. Money comes in many forms, especially here. I don't understand. It's not your worry, I grunt. Zara, I say. Huh? If I'm to be your guardian, you'll need a proper name. Zara. Mm, I like it, but only if I can call you Papa. <laughs> I guess that's fair. Yes, I like the sound of that. <laughs> 